The Sealed Book. Once again, the keeper of the book has opened the ponderous door to the secret vault, wherein is kept the great sealed book, in which is recorded all the secrets and mysteries of mankind through the ages. Here are tales of every kind, tales of murder, of madness, of dark deeds, strange and terrible beyond all belief. Keeper of the book, I would know what tale we tell this time. Open the great book and let us read. Slowly, the great book opens. One by one, the keeper of the book turns the pages and stops. Ah, the strange story of a beautiful young actress who tried the most difficult role of her life when she impersonated death to win a prize of millions of dollars. A tale titled, Death Rings Down the Curtain. Here is the tale, Death Rings Down the Curtain, as it is written in the pages of the sealed book. In the darkened bedroom of Martha Richards, a room where the blinds are always shut, young Dr. Smith is listening intently through his stethoscope to the laboring heart of his elderly, crotchety patient. Well, how much longer are you going to keep thumping me with that stethoscope, you old quack? I've finished examining you now. Well, don't just stand there without saying a word. How am I? How much time have I got left? Well, that's difficult to say. If you will avoid all excitement, I think I can say a year, possibly two. Mm, a year, possibly two. Yes, but only if you do as I say. Now, there's no reason at all why you should insist on remaining in this darkened bedroom month after month. Well, it's been a year since you've been out of this room. Oh, you're going to start on that again. And what's more, Mrs. Richards, this living in utter seclusion is bad for your health. You should leave this room and see people. No, Doctor, no. I won't have my maid pushing me around in a wheelchair, the object of everyone's pity. I prefer to remain in this room and have people think of me as I was, not as I am. Uh, very well. Only I can't see why you refuse to have visitors. It would give you some interest in life. It may surprise you to know, Doctor, that I'm expecting two visitors, though it isn't because of anything you've said. I'm sure it isn't. But the way my heart is, I think it's about time I was drawing up a will. 
Before I do so, I want to get acquainted with my only living relatives, a niece and a nephew from my husband's side of the family. And they're the two visitors you're expecting? Yes. I haven't seen Gerald and Mildred since they were children. I'm very curious to see what they grew up to be like. I understand Mildred's an actress. An actress? You don't mean that Millie Richards is your niece, do you? Yes. Have you heard of her? Of course. Everyone has. She's one of Broadway's leading actresses. I saw her in a play recently and thought she was excellent. Mm, probably drinks and smokes and has been married three or four times. And her brother Gerald is probably an heir to wheel who's never worked a day in his life. Aren't you being a bit unfair, judging the two of them before you've even seen them? That remains to be seen, Doctor. Before I draw up my will, I intend to learn everything about them. I'll give them both every opportunity to prove they're worthy of part of the Richards' fortune. When do you expect them? Well, they said they'd be here in time for dinner, which means they should be on their way here now. How's the hangover, brother dear? Painful, I hope. Uh, what, uh, what am I doing in this car? Where are we going? Have you forgotten, darling? This is the day we were invited to visit Aunt Martha. Uh, you remember dear old Aunt Martha. She's the one with all that lovely money. Oh, save it, will you? I'm in no mood for your witticisms. Considering that I spent half of last night looking for you under nightclub tables, Gerald, you might be a little more grateful. Oh, my head... What a night. Yes, wasn't it, darling? Every place I went looking for you, they gave me IOUs you'd left behind. Exactly how much do you owe around town? $11,000. Millie, you've got to help me. If I don't pay up soon, I'll be in real trouble. What exactly am I supposed to do? You've got to lend me enough money to hold off my creditors. Lend you money? <laughs> you may not know it, brother dear, but I'm far deeper in debt than you are. You were getting a thousand a week as the lead in Let Us Be Merry. How can you possibly be in debt? It's all very simple, darling. I was getting a thousand a week and spending two thousand a week. Well, that makes everything just perfect. Both of us so deeply in debt, we probably don't dare go back to town. Perhaps after our visit to Aunt Martha, we will be able to go back to town. What do you mean by that? Why do you think Aunt Martha sent us an invitation to visit her? Your guess is as good as mine. Aunt Martha's getting on in years, and I, unless I'm very much mistaken, she's decided to draw up a will. Naturally, before doing so, she wants to see what her only living relatives are like. Millie, do you really think she'll leave us some money? If we play our cards right, all we've got to do is convince Aunt Martha that we deserve it. And how are we going to do that? By showing her that we're lovable, simple, and unspoiled. Uh-huh. Gerald. Do you remember the ingenue role I played in I Dream of Love? Yes, of course. You weren't half bad. Half bad? Why, I was superb. The critics were mad about me. How dare you say I was only half bad? All right, all right. You were superb. What about it? I think I shall play that role for Aunt Martha. Just a simple, unsophisticated girl, untouched by success. How am I supposed to behave? I'm no actor. You just play the strong, silent type, Gerald, and leave all the talking to me. When the curtain rings down on my special performance for Aunt Martha, the Richard's fortune will be ours. Come in. Hello, Aunt Martha. It's us, Aunt Martha. Oh, come in, Mildred. 
Gerald. Ah, it's been quite a number of years since we've seen each other, hasn't it? Yes, it has been, Aunt Martha. I, I've been meaning to call on you for ever so long, Aunt Martha, but something always interfered at the last moment. Hmm. Well, what finally brought you here? Well, when you mentioned in your letter that you were ill and would like to see us, I simply couldn't stay away. I dropped everything to come here. I'm extremely grateful. Of course, the fact that you might possibly get an inheritance had nothing to do with it. Why, Aunt Martha, what a thing to say. Martha Millie doesn't need money. She's one of the finest actresses on Broadway. So I've heard, so I've heard. What do you do for a living, Gerald? Uh, huh? Uh, what do I do? Yes, Gerald, what do you do? Oh, uh, Gerald works for a Wall Street firm, Aunt Martha. Yes, he works so hard and they pay him so little. Well, unless I'm very much mistaken, Gerald was left quite a sizable inheritance by his father. Whatever became of that? The inheritance? Oh, that was uh, lost in poor investments, Aunt Martha. I see. Well, I'm afraid there's a good deal about you two that I don't know. I haven't done very much. I haven't gotten very far, Aunt Martha, but Millie's really been a credit to the family name. Everyone's heard of her. Mm. Now, see here. I want you and Millie to be my guests for a week. Frankly, I want to know what you're like before I draw up my will. Of course, Aunt Martha. And I do hope that you'll take care of yourself so that you'll live for years and years. Uh, thank you, Millie. Now, I'm afraid I must ask you two to leave, as I'm a bit tired. Oh, certainly, Aunt Martha. If we can do anything for you, please don't hesitate to ask. Thank you. <sighs> I'm glad we're out of there. The old lady stares at a person as though she can see through him. The room's so dark, it was difficult to see her. But you can tell she won't last much longer. Yes, but the main point is, did she fall for our little act? If you ask me, your performance hardly swept her off her feet. Nonsense. I played my role perfectly. Give me a week, darling, and you and I will be the sole heirs to the Richards' fortune. To continue the story, death rings down the curtain as it is written in the sealed book. For a week, 
Millie and Gerald have been living with their Aunt Martha, trying to convince her that they are worthy of inheriting her great fortune. And Millie, sure that they have succeeded, is waiting for Gerald to return to tell him the news. Hello, Millie. Gerald, where have you been all night? I've looked everywhere for you. I spent the night in town. Well, you've been drinking. So what? Oh, you fool. What if Aunt Martha were to hear about it, just when everything's working out perfectly? So everything's working out perfectly, is it? Yes. I told you if you'd leave her to me, it would. Last night, Aunt Martha made a phone call to New York. Gerald, it was her attorney she was calling, and he's coming here tonight to draw up her will. You don't say. Well, well. Well, you don't sound very enthusiastic at being named one of Aunt Martha's heirs. My dear Millie, it may interest you to know that the greatest performance of your career has gone for nothing. What do you mean? You may be able to sweep a Broadway audience off its feet, but not Aunt Martha. Oh, why, I tell you, she believes in me utterly. Oh, does she? Yes, she does. It may come as quite a shock, but while Aunt Martha was listening so devotedly to your every word, she had a private investigator in New York at work investigating. Private investigator? You mean Aunt Martha's been checking on our past? That's the general information I received. Why, that double-crossing old hag. Yes, and no doubt you can guess what she'll do when she learns that I haven't a job on Wall Street and that I gambled my inheritance away. And what do you think she'll say when she hears you were named as correspondent in three divorce actions and were involved in the Wainwright scandal? Oh, I'd like to scratch out those staring eyes of hers, playing with me like a cat with a mouse. Well, the game's up. We may as well go up to our rooms and pack. What? Walk out on a $4 million inheritance? I should say not. There must be something we can do about it. Yes, well, what, for example? Well, I don't know yet. Let me think. I won't go back to the city beaten, deeply in debt. And Martha may think she's clever, but she won't beat me. Before she cuts me out of her will, I'll... Yes. What are you planning, Millie? Gerald, if we play our cards right, you and I will inherit the entire Richard's fortune in spite of anything Aunt Martha can do. Now, listen, this is what I'm... Millie explained her idea. Gerald's face became white. But in spite of his fears, he finally agreed to do exactly as Billy asked. Then in the hours that followed, Millie locked herself in her room and practiced her aunt's signature over and over until she was finally satisfied. And that evening, as the clock struck eight, Millie and Gerald silently stole down the hall to the door of their aunt's room. Millie, let's not go through with this. It's madness. Quiet, you fool. It's the only way out. But what if we're caught? You know what that means. I tell you, we won't be caught if you do exactly as I say. I've everything worked out perfectly to the last detail. Get hold of yourself. I'm going to knock. You know exactly what you're to do. Yes. Good evening, Aunt Martha. I, uh, I hope you're feeling well, Aunt Martha. Oh, Mildred, Gerald, eh? Come in. Thank you. It's, uh... It's quite dark in here, Aunt Martha. Would you like me to turn on a light? No, no, Gerald, that isn't necessary. I'm quite used to being in the dark. Of course. How are you feeling this evening? Much better, thank you. Gerald, perhaps you ought to fix Aunt Martha's pillows. She doesn't seem very comfortable. No, 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 you needn't bother. I'm quite comfortable, I assure you. Uh, Gerald, fix Aunt Martha's pillows. I can't pillow. go through with it, do you hear? I can't. You fool, I should have known better than to count on you. Huh? Mildred, what's Gerald talking about? Mm, nothing important, Aunt Martha. Here, uh, let me fix this pillow I for you. I tell you, I don't want Mildred, to... Mildred, don't. Mildred, I... 
Millie, don't. She's suffocating. Quiet, do you hear? You haven't got the nerve to go through with it. I have. There. I think that's enough to bring on a heart attack. Oh. How do you feel, Aunt Martha? You're nothing but a murderess of... Oh, my heart. I... Millie, is she... Dead? Yes, Gerald, and not from suffocation, but from a heart attack. I told you it would work out. I had nothing to do with it, do you hear? You murdered her, I didn't. In the eyes of the law, Gerald, you're my accomplice. Nothing you might say can make it otherwise. We haven't time to discuss that. Aunt Martha's attorney should be here in an hour. Now, will you do as I say, or won't you? I have no choice in the matter. No, you're acting sensibly. Do exactly as I say, and we can't fail. <laughs> I just stopped in front of the house. It must be Mr. Jordan, Aunt Martha's attorney. Hmm, he certainly is punctual. Are you ready? I need a little more shading here under my eyes. Hurry, Millie. He'll be up here in a minute. Gerald, I've never been late for a curtain yet, and I won't be late for this one. There. Now, help me on with Aunt Martha's bedrobe. All right. There. Now, how do I look, Gerald? You... You look exactly like Aunt Martha. If I didn't know her body was in that closet, I'd swear you were her. In the dim light of this room, no one can help but take me for Aunt Martha. Yes, but what about your voice and the things you may have to know? Just listen to this. Don't be ridiculous, Gerald. As mistress of this house, I answer only those questions which I wish to answer, and I assure you I shall not be tripped up. Does that convince you? Yes, I'm convinced. Millie, quick, get in bed. I hear someone coming. Gerald, and please stop shaking. I tell you, we can't fail. I shall give the greatest performance of my career. And now to continue the story, death rings down the curtain as it is written in the sealed book. 
swiftly Millie, made up to look like her dead Aunt Martha, slips into her aunt's bed, and then, as Gerald lights a cigarette with trembling fingers, someone knocks at the door. Come in. Good evening, Mr. Jordan. Come in, won't you? Well, well, Mrs. Richards, how are you? Why, bless me, it's been over a year since I've seen you. Really, Mr. Jordan? Has it been that long? Certainly has. How are your eyes? Still troubling you? My eyes? Oh, they're much better, thank you. Well, that's fine, Mrs. Richards. Oh, oh, by the way, this is Mr. Wilson, my secretary. How do you do? I'm happy to meet you, Mrs. Richards. I don't think, Mr. Jordan, you've met my nephew, Gerald Richards. Gerald, this is my attorney, Mr. Jordan. Well, how do you do, Mr. Richards? Uh, Mr. Jordan, I want to have a will drawn up and signed tonight. Tonight? Mm. Surely you can't be serious, Mrs. Richards. After all, your your vast holdings require a will that will take you days to draw up. Oh, nonsense. I'll have none of your involved 40-page wills. All I want is a simple will dividing my entire estate equally between my nephew Gerald and my niece Mildred. But, Mrs. Richards, there are so many other details that enter into the matter of a will. Uh, for example, we must consider hey, Mr. Jordan, that, uh, will you do as I say? Or must I get another attorney to draw up my will? Very well, Mrs. Richards. Mr. Wilson, please draw up a will dividing the entire estate between Gerald Richards and Mildred... Mildred Richards. He's Gerald's sister. Yes, thank you. I'll take care of it at once, Mr. Jordan. You mean, Mr. Jordan, you've never heard of my niece, Mildred Richards, the Broadway actress? Oh, you mean Millie Richards. Yes, of course. I've seen her in quite a number of plays. Oh, really? What do you think of her? Well, uh, frankly, Mrs. Richards, I... I think your niece has a tendency to overact. Oh, you do, do you? Uh, yes. Uh, take this last play she was in, um, uh, Let Us Be Merry. Now, I think she played it far too hard for comedy. I'd have preferred to see an actress like, uh, say, Joan Walker play that role. Well, that's only your opinion. I should like you to hear what the critics had to say about her performance. Uh, Gerald, will you please hand me Millie's scrapbook? You'll find it on my desk there. Oh, really, Aunt Martha? Don't you uh, think you ought to... Please, Gerald... Oh, very well. I can understand criticism, and it's justified, Mr. Jordan, but it seems to me you're going against my niece's huge public. Here's Millie's scrapbook, Aunt Martha. Uh, thank you, Gerald. Ah, uh, just a moment, Mr. Jordan, and I'll read you what the critics had to say about Millie's performance and let us be merry. Yes, I'd like to hear it. Ah, here we are. This is what Martin Walters, dramatic critic of the evening Sentinel, had to say. Hmm. Rarely in 30 years of theater-going has this reviewer seen such a fine flair for comedy as was displayed last night by Millie Richards in her new hit, Let Us Be Merry, and that, Mr. Jordan, is the opinion of one of the finest critics in the country. Well, I, I may be wrong, Mrs. Richards. Uh, naturally, I was only venturing a personal opinion when I said... I have Mrs. Richards' will prepared, Mr. Jordan. I use the standard form. Oh, yes. Let's have a look at it. Hmm... Yes, it seems to be all in order. You're sure that will, Mr. Jordan, will stand up in court? Oh, yes. Uh, only you'll be leaving a good many um, unsettled problems to your ears. Uh, it's quite all right. I'm sure they're capable of taking care of them. Your secretary can be one of the witnesses, can't he? Yes, Mrs. Richards, and uh, your maid can be the other. Uh, very well. Now, I'll sign first. Uh, there you are. That's fine. Now I'll have the two witnesses sign it, and everything will be in order. Good. I'm quite happy now that it's all settled. You look tired, Aunt Martha. Uh, I am, Gerald, I am. Are you finished, Mr. Jordan? Yes, Miss Richards. Good. Mary will show you and Mr. Wilson to your rooms. I'll see you in the morning. Good night. Good night, Mrs. Richards. Good night. They're gone. 
Well, Gerald, I told you it would work. We aren't through this yet. Don't be a fool. The money is as good as ours. All we have to do is put Aunt Martha back in this bed. Tomorrow morning, her maid will discover her dead body, and you and I will inherit everything. The next morning, things went exactly as Millie had foreseen. The maid found the old woman's body in her bed as if she had died in her sleep, and Dr. Smith was summoned at once. After a brief examination, he was satisfied that Martha Richards' tired heart had simply given out during the night. Oh, oh, I can't believe it somehow, Doctor. And Martha was such a dear. It's impossible to believe she's really dead. You mustn't feel too badly, Miss Richards. It was all over quite quickly, I'm sure. Your aunt's heart simply gave out. But she seemed so strong and well when we left her last night. Why, when she and I were arguing, it was just like old times. You mean you and Mrs. Richards had an argument last night? Oh, not really an argument, Doctor. They were just debating over my sister's ability as an actress. Yes, that's all it was. I, I hope you won't mind, Miss Richards, but uh, when I told your aunt, I thought that you overplayed your roles. Oh, that's quite all right, Mr. Jordan. What did she say to that? <laughs> she almost hit the ceiling when I criticized you. She claimed that you're the finest actress in the country. Oh, Aunt Martha was always a dear. Strange that she should have said that, considering that she never saw Miss Richards perform. Well, maybe she hadn't, but she pulled out a book of clippings about Miss Richards and read me what one of the critics had said about her niece. She did what? She read me what one of the critics had said about Miss Richards' ability as an actress. Let's see. Mr. Jordan... I think your criticism of Miss Richards that she overplays is justified. I beg your pardon. I never over overplayed a role in my life. I'm afraid, Miss Richards, that you overplayed one last night. Last night? What do you mean? Your Aunt Martha was an extremely proud woman. She couldn't stand to be pitied. Exactly a year ago, she became blind. <gasps> and when she did, she refused to leave her room and allow people to know she'd lost her sight. Only two people knew of her blindness, her maid and myself. But if Mrs. Richards was blind, how could she have read me that notice last night? She didn't, Mr. Jordan. An egomaniac actress disguised as Mrs. Richards read her own notice to you. Isn't that so, Miss Richards? Go ahead, tell him, Millie. You're so clever. You're the greatest actress in the world. You had everything worked out to the smallest detail. Be quiet, you fool. They can't prove a thing. No jury in the world would believe them. I'm too great an actress to be convicted of murder. Do you hear? I'll give a performance that'll sweep a jury off its feet. They'll never forgive me. They'll never convict me. Never, never, never. And that is the story. As it is written in the sealed book. Of how an actress tried to impersonate death. And failed. Millie Richards had one more opportunity to act upon the witness stand at her trial, but again she failed, for the jury found her and her brother Gerald guilty and sentenced them to life imprisonment. Strange are the secrets of the human heart and the ways of fate in trapping men and women in their own evil schemes.
And now, keeper of the book, before you close the great volume, show us the tale we tell next time. This one. Yes, a weird and amazing story of a wife who loved her husband too fondly and of another wife who came from the grave. A tale titled, Till Death Do Us Part. Be sure to be with us again next time when the sound of the great gong heralds another strange and exciting tale from The Sealed Book. The Sealed Book, written by Bob Arthur and David Cogan, is produced and directed by Jock McGregor. <laughs>